And apparently one night, there was like nine guests or something. All of them got murdered that night. And one specifically that was an example people talked about was there was a guy who was there on a hunting trip and he was one of the people murdered. And apparently what happened to his body was it got chopped up into little pieces and thrown in the woods behind the house. Jesus. What strain is that? Uh, Sunday Driver. Mm. Yeah. Do you have you ever had Sunday Driver? I think we've. I think I've taken a hit. It's, I like the cartridge because it's a very energetic, just kind of goofy high for me. Uplifting. Uplifting for sure. Um, but I forget it's indica dominant, and I feel like the indica dominant um, hybrids uh, in the cartridge. Gets me more, there we go, closer to my face. It gets me more energetic, mm-hmm. whereas when I smoke the flower, especially if I do this little handheld vaporizer, it makes me just tired, you know? Interesting. But uh, I'm hoping for a, a higher, a short burst of energy here. <laughs> Dude, I'm curious. I'm curious because have you ever been high and thought like you could do you, do you feel like similar to psychedelics? You know how you could feel like there's another dimension. Have you gotten that high before? What do you mean? In the sense of just like feeling out of your body while still in your body. I felt like I was so high after taking the first time, bro. I, the first time I took a dab, you know what a dab is? Oh, yeah. Um, This was at my buddy's house in Kansas who I actually had on the podcast, uh, Bobby. Um, my best friend from Kansas, well, it was a, it was Christmas night two or three years ago. And I only remember this because his daughter was a brand new baby born or newborn baby that year. Uh, not on Christmas (laughs) and she was probably like eight months or something. And I remember, uh, we were at his parents' house and they throw his parents also happened to live. His parents also happened to live in my old house that I grew up in. Um, cause we sold, they moved to Arizona and then when they moved back to Kansas, we sold them our house and me and my mom moved to a different house. Anyways, these, this family and I are like connected. So I was over there on Christmas after I spent Christmas with my mom hanging mm-hmm. out with Bobby. And then we go back to his place and we're already drunk. We're already tipsy because we've been drinking at his parents' house for Christmas. And, uh, he was like, yeah, man, I got this new dab rig or whatever. And I was relatively new to smoking weed back then. So I'd never smoked a dab, which mm-hmm. is like very concentrated for anybody listening that doesn't know. And uh, <laughs> the to answer your question, I was drunk and I was trying to play like I, I smoke weed, you know, so I can handle it. And so I take a fat rip of the dab. Like Jesus. he gives me a ton of it. And I, I've never taken a dab. I probably hadn't even smoked a cartridge at this point. And, um, I remember just the moment I inhaled it, I just like went back and I felt like I was floating back into like a new, another universe. Right. And so I sat there and, uh, I was really high, but I started to feel kind of like sick. I was so high, you know, so the room started spinning a little bit. And, uh, (laughs) and I remember this, I was hanging out with them and I was like kind of getting tired, but I was also trying to keep it together because I felt like I was going to probably just get sick soon but I don't know I just didn't feel great (laughs) and I remember I was so high that 
out of nowhere, an Asian guy pops up right next to me. Like a, a fucking Asian dude. Just like out of just a different dimension. He just like was there. He One second, I'm hanging out with Bobby and his family and, or, and his baby mama an and the family. baby. No, no, no. <laughs> it was a real Asian guy, but he walked in the back door yeah. and just came and hung out. But I was so high. I was like, where the fuck did this Asian guy come from? I didn't really know the Asian guy. I think his name is Alex. Anyways, when he shows up and I'm like, I, I get jump scared because he pops up out of nowhere, it seems like. I'm like, you know what? I'm really tired. I should probably go to bed. And so, so I go, Bobby's like, yeah, just go upstairs and lay in, uh, lay in my bed upstairs. Right. And him and his baby mama sleep in separate beds. So there's like a couple beds upstairs. So anyways, I'm up there and I try to fall asleep and this is where I start getting the spins. So I'm really oh, high. God. I'm drunk. And now I get down on all, I'm laying back on my, on, on my back trying to fall asleep and I'm just not able to fall asleep. I'm starting to feel sick. So I roll over and I get on my hands and knees in the bed. And as I'm laying there, I'm looking at my hands and I literally felt like I was seeing the matrix because I felt like everything looked digitized and like code was falling out of the sky. You just like waving back and forth. I'm assuming I wasn't necessarily waving. I looked at my hands and it looked like I was in a video game. It looked like I was, uh, it looked like I, I was in like super Mario. Did you throw up? <laughs> so what happened was I was so like, whoa, why does it look like I'm in the fucking, I'm in a simulation right now. It literally looks like I'm in the matrix. I can see like just everything looks digitized. Mm-hmm. And so I literally, um, uh, I literally, go down, I get up, go downstairs and I'm trying to tell Bobby and them. And I also was like just not able to fall asleep and I didn't want to puke. So I was like, let me just go socialize again. I lay on their couch and I remember I I was like my, I I think I had started having a panic attack because I was so high, so drunk and felt like I was about to puke. And my heart was beating really fast, like out of my chest. And I was starting to squirm around and I was freaking out. And I just imagined just like Back in looking on this memory, if I was there, it probably just looked like I was laying on the couch, freaking out, having a panic attack, attack, and just like squirming because I thought my heart was going to explode. I thought I was going to die. Jesus! And my heart went. I could feel it like beating harder and harder and harder. Did you feel like just you just get warmer and warmer? I don't know if it was warmer, but I know I just didn't feel good. I felt like my heart was beating so hard it was going to pop out of my rib cage. Is what I felt like. And I think in, in retrospect, I was just really high um, because as it was beating harder and harder and harder, the moment I felt like I was on the cusp of the, the my heart just going, uh, right when it should First. go, poof, it went, it beated. And then I projectile vomited like the exorcist girl all over their carpet. Holy shit. <laughs> and... The rest of the night, I was on all fours on outside in the snow, puking in his front yard with my pants down because <laughs> I was puked all over myself. And I, I remember vividly the baby mama standing or sitting there, wiping up my puke off of their carpet, saying and crying her eyes out, saying to Bobby, who's high and just enjoying the whole thing. Patrick ruined our daughter's first Christmas. (laughs) So yeah, to answer your question, I've been really high to where I felt like I saw the Matrix. And you ruined a baby's first Christmas. And I ruined my best friend's daughter's first Christmas. That's horrible. She's actually old enough. She's like three or four and she's old enough to like talk. And she says, oh boy, does she say the darndest things. (laughs) She says a lot of uh, funny stuff that I don't know if she knows is funny. 
Um, but I told her, I was like, you know what? I ruined your first Christmas. Cause she was like, she was like, daddy, he needs to go. And she doesn't really <laughs> remember it. I was like, Oh wait, what? And he was, she was, I, I think she was like, she was like, she was trying to be playful and she was just kind of trying to kid. She's like, uh, I don't know. He's like a nerd. He needs to go or something like that. Yeah. And that's where I was like teasing. Her. I was like, you know, I ruined your first Christmas. Right. <laughs> and she's like, what? I was like, yeah. Like your mom says I ruined your Christmas and she had to like clean up after me. It was bad. And she goes, yeah, he definitely needs to go. <laughs> yeah. So she's hilarious. Three year old. This is that's like crazy. the weekend after we filmed the podcast or whatever. Uh, me and Bobby. I mean, it'd be dope to have Bobby come here to once we house. get the actual studio set up. Um, because he's just a character like, and he has zero online presence, but he's like the type of guy that he's just always been the naturally charismatic guy who, if he really wanted to, could probably get a cult following just because of how fucking not give a fuck he is when he speaks. You know what I'm saying? He's uncancelable. He's uncancelable. That's the kind of personality he has. You can, you can try canceling Bobby, but he's been canceled his whole fucking life and and still does his own shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That reminds me of the first time. I ever like uh, took, you, you know how they mix in weed with tobacco? Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. so that's a thing. And I didn't know. And I was I was slinging pizzas back in the day, just delivering. And it was like at night, like 10 or 11. And I went to do this delivery. And they're like, you want to take a, a hit of the bong, you know, as your tip? And I was like, why not? <laughs> as your tip. Rather yeah. than paying you cash so you can pay your rent, let's get you really high for like two hours. Exactly. No, and I, they they called it like a snapper or whatever. But in my head, I thought a snapper was just like because um, they they normally do like uh, a small enough to where you could just take one hit, like one big hit, and it's good. And I thought that's what it was, mm. not knowing that it had tobacco in there. And I don't given I don't smoke tobacco, and so I took a fat ass rip. I'm like, bro, this shit just this is way more than just like a little snap, you know? Yeah. And the moment I just breathe, I was just let the breath like just fucking breathe out i was just i was gone mm. i because the, the tobacco i'm not i don't smoke and i'm not used to the the feeling so i just felt like throwing up and they were just cool enough to put my car on the side because i left my car running outside mm. and like thankfully they were chill and all that but when i got back to work i was just like fuck i just want to go home when was this this was probably like two three years ago when i was like heavy into like just delivering pizzas you delivered pizzas yeah i was slinging pizzas Damn. You ever get people who like took the pizza and didn't pay you? Nah, there was this one time though that was really sketch. They wanted me to deliver to like a, at night, like 11, 1130 at night in a pretty sketch neighborhood, part of town. Um, And it was to an empty house. What? Yeah. It was like a house that had like no type of like furniture inside. And I was like, yeah, nah, I'm not going to deliver this. I, I think I tried calling the number they didn't answer. And like they said, just knock on the door. But I feel like that's the type of shit where they rob you. You know, mm. they would they'd be like, give me your money. And then where I would have to give it to them and just yeah, they get a free pizza. Fuck that. You ever seen the show uh, or the movie 30 Minutes or Less on Netflix? Mm, is that the one with uh, Jess? No. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. Jesse Eisenberg. Have yeah, you seen that? Yeah. That's what that reminds me of. Oh, where they they strap a bomb to him. Yeah. I mean, he's literally a pizza delivery guy. And they they were like. They came up with the perfect plan to rob a bank, and so they called the pizza delivery guy, and they had him deliver it to like the back of this fucking junkyard. And I think yeah, you made the mis- you made the the wise decision to just not deliver it. Did you have to pay for the pizza? No, I because I called my manager. I was like, hey, like honestly, I don't feel safe. It just looks 
Like it, it felt almost like someone was watching me, but I couldn't tell from where. And mm. I was just like, yeah, I told her, I was like, hey, like there's, n it's an empty house. No one lives here. I'd rather not risk my life just for a piece of pizza. You said that? Yeah. And she, she was, she was hella cool with it. She's like, yeah, just come back. And then, I mean, they didn't, they didn't come call back and complain. Have you ever heard any crazy stories about people delivering pizzas like that? Nothing too crazy. Just online. I've seen people like get their car stolen. Like, what? cause it, I mean, as a pizza delivery driver, just like, just cause it's fast. You're just like, Oh, the, the house is right there. So I'll just leave my car on deliver thinking nothing goes wrong. But then there's people that, you know, jack mm. that shit. But I've never had that happen. How much do you make? Do you get paid per pizza you deliver? Or is it like per hour? And then you have to pay for your own gas and shit per hour. They somewhat pay for your gas. They do like mileage, however many miles they, they divide it and you get like a pennies on the dollar or whatever for that and then you get to keep the tip i remember when i was in high school i really wanted to work at uh a place called hollywood video um it's kind of like, like blockbuster Buster, right yeah yeah you remember those places you used to go to those places i i never had one near me in our town but i know what it is yeah i used to love watching movies and i was like a huge movie buff i still am a little bit i love movies but at the time yeah i was like i applied to all those places um, but like my whole life, I ended up just getting a, a job at like, uh, at a, at a pool as a lifeguard, mm. which turned out to be a way better decision. Cause I could get tan and, uh, hang out with my friends all day. And it would have been way more interesting than working at Hollywood video. But, um, yo, do you want a piece? You want some of this? I'll take some. Yeah. You got to pull slowly out of it. Cause it's a handheld vaporizer. So like, if you try to smoke it, like, uh, like a pen, it's going to hit hard. No, it just won't hit because mm. you, you got to let the, the weed heat up and then the THC turns a vapor off of it. So like a lot of times you won't even see like the smoke come out. Uh, what you need is that volcano. Get the volcano. Dude, I want the volcano so bad, bro. <laughs> well, speaking of <laughs> um, in this house, you know, there's so much more freedom and I'm really looking forward to like the new studio. But like if people are watching this on the YouTube channel right now, we're literally in my unpacked living room and my couch is behind us. That's not put together. And I have one painting that's a decoration behind us. And it's a picture of Buddha and it's behind Chris. It's majestic. So we have a majestic Buddha here as our guest today to keep the bad spirits and the negative energy out. Because have you ever had a fear of like moving into a haunted house? Yeah, but no, I think what, what scares me more is uh, fear of just being haunted, like something latching onto me. Why do you say that? And following me. Just because I watch the Conjuring movies. Oh. And they explain it in there, and I'm just like, I think that would be worse, because no matter where you go, the demon follows. Yeah, that's scary, man. There's some of those demon stories, bro. Like, I didn't, I've never heard a story of a, of a demon hurting someone until I heard, like, miss, I saw that Mr. Ballin YouTube channel that's, like, relatively new. And I, I, I'm like addicted to paranormal shit. Like I, mm -hmm. I love those stories mostly because I've had a paranormal experience and I feel like dude, listening to his channel, like he, like sometimes I, I get insecure about the fact that I'm, I'm into like the paranormal, right? Cause sometimes I think to myself, like I'm such a diverse person, you know, as far as like how I got into dating advice to begin with. And now I'm a dating coach and that's like my shit and mm -hmm. arguably I'm one of the best in the world at it and the most effective at, at doing that right now at the same time now I have a YouTube channel 
with a separate podcast where I talk a lot, a lot about paranormal and UFO shit. And that's like stuff I'm, I've been into my whole life. And sometimes I'm like insecure about the fact like, are people who are interested in dating advice going to not be interested in my advice anymore because I talk about paranormal stuff. And then I see someone like uh, Mr. Ballin's YouTube channel and I realize the people who talk about paranormal more often than not, at least from my observation, tend to be people who have had an experience that they cannot explain and it has sparked this lifelong obsession to figure out what really is uh, and what like the stuff, the unknown, you know, most of the paranormal people choose to to live in bliss, like ignorance is bliss. So they, tr- they choose to live in ignorance and they choose to ignore signs or just the idea that stuff like that can be possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it stifles creativity. I think it stifles advancement of humanity. And I think it's a very important topic to be talking about to some degree, you know, um, and, and seeing Mr. Ballin, it just made me realize that. This is a normal fucking dude. He's he seems like I think he might even be close to my age. He seems like the type of dude I would have hung out with. Like he was in the military too, right? Like he was. Uh, I forget which. If I remember correctly, I think he was in like the military. Mm. Okay, I mean that makes it even more interesting, right? So that that proves even more. Well, I don't know if that. I don't know yeah. if, if all military people are super normal, but like, I don't know. He seems like a normal fucking dude. And even Clark, like one of my good friends, and he's been on the podcast several times, also has like 500K subscribers for a YouTube channel that is not paranormal. And I, I wouldn't even say he's in the paranormal, but his girlfriend, normal fucking person, cool person. My girlfriend's out getting drinks with her tonight while we record this podcast on a Friday night for you guys because we are that committed. Um, and, uh, and she's also had an experience with the exact same shadow man, hat man that I have. Um, and she's interested in paranormal stuff because that was something that she literally experienced as a child. And even her mother could corroborate the same story. And her mother had physical altercations with this thing. This thing apparently had sexual intercourse with her, which is a whole weird thing to think about in itself. But it's like, if two people are in the same house experiencing the same paranormal shit, and both of them are completely sane, completely normal people. And now that their paranormal experience also happens to line up directly with my paranormal experience. And other people are having all these experiences that are very weird, very outside the norm, very unexplainable. Yeah. I'm interested in that shit. You know what? I'm curious. Cause what is it about? Like, do you think some people are just more in tune with that? Whatever gives us the ability to, I guess, see that paranormal side because i feel like for me personally i hear all these stories i hear your story i hear my mom you know i feel like she has a bunch of stories that she's told us growing up that she sees like just this weird the weirdest shit and i'm just like well i've never really seen it so is it like something that is so you've never seen anything i've had had i've experienced things but like not to the point to where like for example you see you saw the hat man my mom she's felt like she's she's uh she experienced where she's home alone and she gets the, the, what is it? The blankets like just pulled all what? over her. And it was her uncle who had died that same night and is saying goodbye. That's what she, she told me. Cause like, um, the morning after they say that her uncle died, had died in Mexico, had died that previous night. Mm. So it was just like a weird coincidence. And we weren't there. We weren't home to ex- like, you know, when, when that happened. Um, so that's why I'm saying like, I wonder if there's something like just there's some, like muscle or I have no clue that just makes certain people experience these paranormal and just be able to see that. Mm. 
I guess, well, first off, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, right? Anybody who claims to know doesn't know unless they invented the fucking thing, right? Yeah. So I could only speculate. I would say if it's, if it's not random and it happens only to people, the people who experience it are, uh, for some reason or another, more susceptible to experiencing things like that. Um, I would say if that is the case, then that would beg to the argument that the shit's happening all around us at all times, but only certain people can see it. It's like the sensitivity to to that type of experience, right? I mean, that could be true, and it probably is in, in some cases. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt it. Um, but then, <laughs> what I what the way I've always thought about it is like. I put myself in the shoes of like my dog because I hang out with my dog all the fucking time and I feel like I, I, I have a conscious connection. Like he is a conscious sentient being, right? He sentient, what does that mean? Like super smart? He's not like super smart to where he uses it. he's aware. He's aware. You can just tell he's like conscious, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I wondered to myself like if, if Tucker was a wild animal and he was in the woods or even if he somehow went into the woods and, and could survive and hold his own, um, I I almost I I feel like the chances of him within the first within the time he spends in the woods is probably high of him seeing something that if a human was there would be like what the fuck is that you know like how often do these fucking deer walking around the woods see some weird ass shit like they're normal right so it makes me wonder like is it just random you know. Be, but I, I don't know like some people who see ufos see ufos a lot but ufos also implies that hey that's an intelligent being if they're intelligent they probably want that person to see them or maybe they're studying that person or what something that's what mm-hmm. a lot of people think about the ufo stuff like abductees are people who are being monitored throughout their lifetime and that's they're, why they they're see targeted it. yeah specifically um, and some people speculate that it could be because they have a close lineage or genetic history. If genetics were modified by UFOs and we are like a human experiment run mm. by the, if that's like the case, they think someone like Travis Walton is probably one of those lineages they're tracking or something. Right. Um, so I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of shit out there and some of it probably is random and some of it probably isn't random. Like the time I happened to see that, did I tell the story about the kid got getting dug up out of the hole on yeah. this podcast? I'll briefly tell it again. But basically when I was a kid, um, there is, there is a new, there is a new, um, insight into this. So I should tell, Share. I'll just re, re recollect the story for you guys. But basically, uh, when I was like seven, uh, my friend Bobby, who we talked about earlier, who also has been on the podcast before, um, like I said, he he lives in the house that was my childhood house, his parents do. But I knew him because growing up, we were next door neighbors. So his family lived in the house next to us, and now they live next to their old house. Um, so anyways, we were hanging out. We were like seven years old, and there was this other kid named Derek who we, who we uh, hung out with in the neighborhood. Um, and it was like... I think we were, it was a weekend or something. Anyways, in our neighborhood, there was a hill where we would go sledding every time there was snow or ice because we lived in Kansas. And it was perfect to just like put Matt down the grass and the kids would just sled there as a small hill. But it was like the one part of this neighborhood that to this day is getting added onto with bigger houses, houses. and stuff, you know. Uh, but this is the one part of the neighborhood that is not developed. It's like the one street that has no stoplights, no houses, and it's because the edges um, kind of just fall off and there's like a Creek bed there. Right. Um, and so this was obviously after P 
people have been sledding um, a couple weeks later where the snow had melted and Bobby was telling me and Derek, and but Bobby's like a crazy guy, like I said before. He'll say shit because he's like a pathological liar type of shit. And so he's like, yeah, when I was up there sledding a couple weeks ago, you know, I could have sworn under the ice I saw a, little, a lady just like laying there under the ice when we were, because the it, it's a creek, but it's frozen over. And I was like, no way. And Derek didn't believe him either. So we had him show us. And this weekend, it was a couple weeks later, it happened to be sunny out, the snow was melted. And so we walk up there um, where where this place was and no snow, just grass. And as we're approaching, we could see down because it drops off on the street. We could see down like 20, 30 feet away um, and 10 feet below us uh, or whatever. This lady is walking around wearing just dirty ass clothes. And it's like, it's like this woman has been outside for weeks is what it looks like. You know what I'm saying? It was dirty. It, she looked like she was dressed like a homeless person, but wearing like a, a white blouse that was dirty. It, I Brown pants is what I remember. Brown pants on that were kind of just like, you know, looked like someone in the 1800s made it or something. And uh, she's digging. She's looking around at the dirt by where this creek bed is. And she's looking around. She's digging. And this street also happens to be where all the mailboxes are for the neighborhood. And so we instantly hide behind the mailboxes and are watching from afar what this lady's doing. And she just picks up a big ass stick and starts digging into the ground, right? And she's digging. And this hole is huge, bro. And I can't, this is like the only part of my memory that is a little bit fuzzy. I don't remember exactly how long we watched this lady dig, right? It could have been a situation where the hole was already there and when she was looking around, she was looking for the hole that was already there because I remember being a big-ass hole or we watched this lady dig a big-ass hole. That's the only part that's a little bit fuzzy to me, but what happens next, I will never forget, and I remember she reaches down into this big-ass hole, pulls out, and I'm thinking, what is this lady pulling out of this big asshole? Pulls out a kid. The kid is not only alive, he's also wearing similar clothes, right? Same types of clothes. It was a white blouse, brown pants, and he's alive. He climbs up out of the hole and just dusts himself off, and then they pause, and then instantly, whew, shoot their gaze towards us just like a movie <laughs> like a movie bro jesus they it's almost like they knew we were watching them um and, and then me we all run off and we could have sw- i we called it a vampire at the time we were like she was dead now she's alive it had to have been a vampire or something i think this is around the time where that movie interview with a vampire was big mm. she was kind of dressed like the people in the interview with a vampire kind of looked like those motherfuckers and this bait lady was back from the dead now again Maybe they were just burying a dog or something. Who the fuck knows? But here's what I do know. The kid was under dirt that got dug up. So it's not like it was a pre-existing hole that he had got into before we got there. There was dirt dug up out of the ground and he was under that dirt. That's what I know. And he got pulled up, got out like it was no big deal. So how often does shit like that happen that nobody sees? That's, that's one crazy thing to think about the other. And I've had a few paranormal experiences and honestly, I would love this is, I'm going to put it out in the universe cause I really wanted it to happen. I had a dream that it happened and I thought it was real and I woke up taking it as a sign that I need to make it reality. What is that? I had a dream 
that one of my paranormal experiences, I actually clipped this from one of the first podcasts we filmed where I saw a, I saw a full apparition at my childhood daycare, right? Oh. I had a dream that I went back there and did a investigation, paranormal investigation for YouTube, for a for YouTube content with Sam and Colby who also happen to be YouTubers from Kansas. So I'm going to put it out in the universe because I would love to connect with Sam and Colby, go back to Kansas where we both are from. I'm from the same area of Kansas of them, so it wouldn't be out of the way. It's not like you have to drive across the state once we get to Kansas. And I want to do a paranormal investigation for YouTube content with Sam and Colby at the daycare, which is a uh, mansion from the 1800s in Leavenworth, Kansas, which is right outside of Fort Leavenworth, where they have the, the big-ass penitentiary, the federal penitentiary. Leavenworth also happens to be, I believe, the first city in Kansas, um, and that's where I grew up. And so this is a mansion that's big. Imagine, I just imagine, like, slave owners fucking live there, and it's a big fucking estate. <laughs> and, that, and then it was a daycare. And now it's a childhood daycare that, that was built in the 1800s. Is it still up? It's still up, and here's what's interesting about the building and why it was a significant thing for me to see this apparition is the whole point of me being there that night was it was a lock-in on a Friday night for kids who wanted to stay overnight, and the, kind of the appeal was this is an old house. It could be haunted, so it's, like, fun to have all the kids and then the counselors, like, stay the night and do a lock-in, right? So this happened to be a night where it was my first time going to a lock-in, it um so i didn't know what they but i knew like the hype around it mm -hmm. and every time they did one of these lock-ins the teachers would go up and dress up like ghosts and there'd be a big ghost hunt is what they would call it up in the upper level so there's a big ass fucking mansion everybody would go upstairs where the teachers would be hiding and dressed in masks and sheets and whatnot on this particular night we were watching an episode of goosebumps and it was on an old school VHS tape with the big block TV that was like fucking had a belt around it. So it was strapped to this cart. So they had to roll it in as big this. So anyways, I'm sitting there and I'm watching Goosebumps. And for whatever reason, there happens to be a raging thunderstorm outside on this Friday night. And um, in the middle of the episode of Goosebumps, lightning strikes right next to the house. And the, the lights kind of flicker, do one of those deals. But when that happens, the VCR cuts out and it goes straight to like the white noise and the snowy stuff mm. on the TV. And I was, it was like almost like picture perfect for a movie because I remember as a kid being so into the episode, I love the show Goosebumps, but this was like right at the climax of the episode and it cut out like right when I was getting to the climax. I was so pissed. I wanted them to turn it back on. Anyways, I still, I still <laughs> feel the gripe about that shit. Anyways, the teacher, Mrs. Joan, she's I'm sitting there next to the TV right up front. She's trying to fix the D, the the VC VHS and the tape. I remember she pulled it out of the VCR and the tape was just all stringing out. It was a ruined videotape and she's just like doing one of these deals, just fucking pulling it out, bro. And I remember looking at her and she's so frustrated and she goes, ah, "Just everybody go upstairs for the ghost hunt." Cuz we all all the kids were looking forward to it. And so all the kids run upstairs instantly. Yay, ghost hunt. And I'm scared because I don't want to go upstairs. It's my first time doing the lock-in, right? And I remember it was only me and only Mrs. Joan on the, on the main level. 
everybody was upstairs, mm -hmm. okay? And the way this room was laid out, it was a big room that was a shape of rectangle, rectangle. On both sides of the room, there were swinging doors that opened up into the, and so on this side, you know, so on this side of the room, there's the two swinging doors that open up and I'm standing there in the doorway between the stairwell, which is on this side of the swinging doors and the room where everybody was watching the TV over here. I'm standing there in the stairway because I'm about to walk upstairs reluctantly. I'm literally the last person here other than Mrs. Joan who's in the room inside of the room, right? And so she's doing one of these deals, trying to fix the tape, figuring it out. And I'm standing there in the doorway and I look up the stairs, which is dark by the way, and everybody's already upstairs. And I see a full apparition of, uh, of, uh, of a ghost. And I knew it was a ghost because it was kind of white and I could kind of see through it. And it, what it did was it was one of those stairs where it went up and then rounded the corner and went up this way. Mm. It was on, it, I didn't see it coming down the stairs, but it was on the, the part where it turns and it kind of just turned the corner and then squared up his shoulders to at the top of the stairs and looked right down at me and made eye contact with me. And that really blew my mind because I was a seven-year-old kid, obviously already scared to go upstairs. And this apparition, which is not a person that I've never seen before, and oh, by the way, it was a man who was maybe 20, 25 years old, dressed in hunting clothes from the 1800s. If you've ever seen pictures of like Davy Crockett wearing the raccoon hat, there, there you go. Same costume. I remember seeing a raccoon hat and, uh, and I look at it. He makes eye contact with me. So it's like conscious, you know what I'm saying? He makes eye contact with me and I'm already scared. And so I'm remember I'm standing in the doorway looking up the stairs. And so I just have to lean like this and I'm looking at Miss Joan again. And so I see it, it makes eye contact with me and I'm like frozen in fear. And I go, Miss Joan, Miss Joan, there's a ghost upstairs. And she goes, I know, go upstairs. <laughs> and so I'm like, oh shit, bad timing, right? So I look back and it's gone. It, like, it was like, Miss Joan, there's a ghost upstairs. It's not there anymore. It's gone. So I saw a full apparition. Now here's why it was significant. The famous legend of this house is that at one point in time in the early 1900s or late 1800s, it was apparently a hotel and it was a hotel, like, uh, you know, a small town time hotel. People are passing through the city and they wanted, they need a place to stay for the night. And apparently one night there was like nine guests or something. All of them got murdered that night. And one specifically that was an example people talked about was there was a guy who was there on a hunting trip and he was one of the people murdered. And apparently what happened to his body was it got chopped up into little pieces and thrown in the woods behind the house. Jesus. That was the legend I had always heard. And now I saw this shit. You know what I'm saying? So Sam and Colby, I would love to go to go to this place with you guys, show you guys exactly everything from the story I talked about. And let's do an investigation and see if there's anything to this shit. I'm going to put that out into the universe. That'd be interesting. You know what you should get is the ghost box or whatever. They, they used to communicate with the ghost. Have yeah. you ever seen those? Uh, well, I've seen some of those paranormal. Which one specifically are you talking about? Well, I, I don't think there's one specifically because I know uh, TFIL, mm -hmm. they use just like a speaker and like a phone app or whatever oh, to, yeah. for that. But I always found that very interesting. 
And I, I've been curious to, to see if that's actually like legit. Are you referring to like one of the spirit boxes that um, uses radio frequencies and yeah, it goes backwards uses, and forwards and yeah. stuff? Because I'm like wondering if it's one of those hit or miss things where like eventually you ask enough questions to it's bound to get, you know, it's bound to get like something. Yeah. Well, have you seen their episodes where they would turn on the spirit box, but rather than just having it play out loud so you can hear all the fuzzy white noise, they have one person put on headphones and plug it in and then they blindfold him and he goes into another room and every word that is said that he can make out through the spirit box and he's the only one who can hear it and he's blindfolded so he can't see anything that's going on and he can't hear what questions are being asked and he's in another room. He just yells out the words that get said to him and they did this at like five or six locations in a row where they were asking questions and bro this thing was having full-on conversations with them where it made absolute sense you know what i'm saying the questions that they were asking yeah and i've never seen a spirit box session done like that in a convincing way like that and i think that one difference really made it a lot better because it cuts out all the the fluff filter yeah of what it could possibly be yeah this is how this one person interpreted that noise and it's not someone in post trying to say yeah this is what it said no that person heard that that's what he said in the moment that's what he repeated back right and i'm curious because i know you said that you there was a, a new update with the vampire story so what is that update okay so the update is when i went back to kansas um right before the episode i had with bobby um this was Short a few weeks after I had told the story originally on the podcast, and I think he had been listening to the podcast, and he brought it up, and mm-hmm. I was he was like, "Yeah, um, that was funny that you talked about that the other day," because and think about the significance of this happening to me at the age of thirty, because this is something that happened to me twenty three years ago, um, probably around the same time that I saw the apparition. So that might be I have evidence to back up. Maybe some people are more susceptible. I'm curious, is it? Is it around the same time that you had the the church where like you heard the yeah, whisper? Those were all around the same time, mm. same age, around seven or eight years old. Uh, yeah, so that's kind of weird, huh? Um, so, anyways, I was like, "Yeah, man." So, what did you remember of that? You know, he goes, "I don't know what I remember." I said, "Okay," um, and I don't think I told the part about him seeing the the lady under the ice, or maybe I did, maybe I didn't on the podcast, but. He was like, I don't necessarily remember the experience that you told me about, but what I do remember is seeing a lady under the ice. Now, that's a significant insight because every time I've told the story, including the first time I told that story on the podcast, my one detail is I still to this day don't know if he was bullshitting about that story, (laughs) you know, because that was the whole reason we went up there in the first place. Yeah. So if that's the one thing he does remember 23 years later, and I specifically remember the other part, I think that makes the story more weird and more, okay, you know? It loosens loosens some ends that would possibly be like, it closes ends, I would say. Closes a loose end. Yeah. Which is, was he, did he actually see something up there beforehand? Um, So that was the new insight to that, but... um, uh yeah man i well I, I guess another part is like man that now that we're on the topic of like the paranormal right this fucking house like i don't know i've been thinking about it a lot lately because i've never i guess the last apartment i lived in where i basically st- grew my youtube channel grew my business 
I've been living in for the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, I was the first person to live in that apartment because the building was new several months before I moved there. And so I was the first person to live there. Uh, and, and I stayed there for the last four years. So I never had to necessarily worry about a, a place being haunted. Well, this place, I have no idea the history of this house. And when I moved in, I, I don't have any weird vibes because I've always like, sometimes I'll walk into a place and get weird vibes. I actually lo- fucking love this house. Everything about it, everything about it so far. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I moved in, I met my neighbors and one one bathroom in here smells like smoke and I don't want to get in trouble for that with the people renting it to me. Uh, and it's like a big corporate company. So I don't know if they knew that one of the bathrooms smells like smoke. So I asked my neighbor, I met the, the lady next door. I was like, hey, just out of curiosity, do you know if the people next that used to live there smoked? Because they were talking a little bit about the people. And she was like, no, they had caretakers. And I think one of the caretakers did smoke. I was like, oh, interesting. Well, what can you tell me about the people who lived there before me? And they said, because uh, I was like, please don't tell me they fucking died, you know? <laughs> and then the only reason I asked is because when I was talking to this lady, I was also talking to another lady and both of these are like elder women who live in this neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And both of them kind of had a weird vibe of, about talking about the last people. So I don't, I don't know if they were fucking weird or if something happened, you know? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to say if they die, they have to disclose. Oh, really? Yeah, there's like a thing where you have to disclose if someone someone dies. I, I'm pretty sure that's... I've seen it in uh, in movies, Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's a real thing. It If it is a real thing, I bet it's probably a, a state-to-state type of thing. Yeah. Know? But also, I wouldn't know because I don't own the house. So I do know that the, the this house specifically was bought and then we moved in several months later because it was bought by this big corporate company that's not even based in this state um they just bought the house and they hired a bunch of contractors to flip it real quick they flipped it upgraded all the appliances and then we move in like three months later so it was real quick and um uh when when these ladies were talking about the neighbors they kind of got this weird vibe and i was like yeah what happened to them did they move to the like what happened and they were like yeah, they 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 kind of gave each other a look. They're like, yeah, they they moved to be closer to their caretaker, right? <laughs> they Bro. moved to be closer to their caretaker. Um, but they kind of were like, yeah, the caretaker probably isn't happy though because that person lives over there, and then they they move over there, and it it almost seemed like maybe because they were an older couple, they said that it was an older couple and that had mental health issues, so they couldn't take care of themselves. Uh. Um, so anyways, the reason why I say this is because, um, after we moved in, we got this mini fridge for one of the rooms here and the mini fridge for some reason makes a lot of noise. Like, Oh yeah. I've noticed that you have noticed that. Yeah. And at night when you're in the bedroom (laughs) and you just hear a lot of creaking out, like, it's not like, it's not like there's an ice maker in this mini fridge. So it's not like ice dropping into the ice tray. It's like, it's like creaking noises, you know? It sounds like someone's out here just fucking with shit, you know, like just setting stuff around. up and down, walking around. And originally, like the first night, the dogs would bark at it, and then we figured out it was the fridge. But now the dogs are chill with it. But at night, I'm still hearing things out there, and it freaks me out, and I, my only gauge is, are the dogs freaking out? If they're not, then they know it's probably just the mini fridge. Because if it wasn't, you would think a dog would know the difference. Yeah, or they would at least be like alerted to like, oh, that's something we didn't hear before. 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and so around the time we first moved in here, uh, Clark and his girlfriend came over and his girlfriend, who has also had an experience with the hat man, which I've talked about, <laughs> would it even be worth telling the, same, the story of the hat man again? Uh, I would say, I feel like that's a clip on the channel, no? I'm going to tell it again because I feel like some people don't. <laughs> uh, maybe some people subscribed afterwards, right? True. And so um, that was an early episode. Well, the hat man is basically like if you Google the the documentary on Amazon Prime, the hat man, I think it's called the hat man, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. And the experiences that they talk about in that documentary um, not only are almost verbatim what I experienced, but the experience itself is so similar. There's not, I'm getting goosebumps right now thinking about it. The shape of the hat, it's a shadow man that you see, but the shape of the shadow man is a tall um, shadow of a man standing there with a wide brimmed hat and a trench coat. It's a long trench coat. So similar to like Jeepers Creepers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly with Jeepers. Who knows if the, the person who wrote Jeepers Creepers probably based the character off the hat man. You know what I'm saying? Uh, because in Jeepers Creepers, you get this like ominous, like vibe. dark vibe the moment he's around and you hear the song and it kind of gives you fucking yeah. goosebumps, you know? Well, the a lot of people, including my experience with this too, report when they see the hat man being overcome with a sense of dread and fear. Um, and this is my experience with it too. Um, but anyways, so real quick, my experience when I was in high school, so it wasn't even around the time when I was seven, when you could argue, maybe I was just more susceptible to it at that age. Right. Um, this is in high school and it wasn't like one time it was every time for three years. You know, this is a house that me and my, my dad and my stepmom and my step siblings moved into at the Lake of the Ozarks when I was in high school and I would go back and forth to my mom and my family in Kansas, mm -hmm. um, where I grew up and where I went to school and my dad who now lived at the Lake of the Ozarks on this dope, in this dope house, you know, but the house, because it's like on the lake and we go down to the dock and it's built on like a hill, you got to imagine like a house built like that. A lot of these windows, even on the main floor are still like 20 feet up off the ground. You know, and we're kind of in woods. If you've ever seen the, the show Ozark, it looks exactly like that. All the B-roll was filmed at the Lake of those arcs. So there's trees everywhere, you know. Um, and so I remember when I we first got to the house, it was kind of like this house. Like everything's perfect. Oh, my God, we fucking love this house. It's amazing. Can you imagine when we fucking live here? This is going to be amazing. We, and I thought to myself, this is so good. It almost feels too good to be true. And isn't this how like horror movies start? That's what I thought to myself when we visited the fucking home. You know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, everybody, like, sure enough, a couple months later, they buy the house. We move in. And I remember as we were touring the home, after I thought that to myself, we toured all the bedrooms that could be potentially that me and the step-siblings would have to choose from, right? Mm -hmm. And I said, I love this house. Just one thing. Please don't let me have that room at the end of the hallway because I don't know why but every time I go into that room at the end of the hallway downstairs where our bedrooms would have been I get really weird vibes like I get scared I my stomach kind of curls up like it's one of those feelings that reminds me of when I was a child I would walk into rooms and I would kind of get be overcome with the sense of dread and anxiety you know what I'm saying and that room did it for me and this is like something that I've experienced to this day um, and I've always kind of experienced, whereas like if I walk into a room that 
I don't know why. I just feel sometimes it's a bad energy. And that was one of those rooms. And it's like, it's, it's night and day. Like the moment you step out of the room, one of deal, one of those deals. Right. And so sure enough, it was my only request, but <laughs> it was a, a request that got ignored because I was forced to take that room at the end of the hallway. And so the, the stepmother, um, we'll just call her the stepmother at this point. She was like, Hey, so, you know, since you're having that room, you know, why don't we just decorate it however you want it? So she came up with all these catalogs. She's basically trying to make up for the fact that it was the only room I did not want. So she let me decorate it however I wanted. Anyways, I go in there, it has all these new decorations in there, whatever I had. I made it like, look like a, like a basketball locker room. So I got some lockers and stuff. Um, well, anyways, like it's built on a hill, my window in this bedroom is still like 20, 30 feet off the ground. And the only thing outside my window are trees. And then outside after that is water, you know? And so the first night I turn off the light, I turn off the TV that's in there. And for some reason, the tree, like you can kind of see like the trees moving, but there's trees moving. And then there's a silhouette of a fucking just tall ass man standing there in a trench coat with a wide brim hat. And it's not kind of a silhouette. It's a sharp shadow. What? Oh, I thought I heard someone coming in the house, bro. Oh, no. So that just shows like how, how like (laughs) I get jumpy when I'm talking about this, bro. Like (laughs) it was the dog. (laughs) Um, I get jumpy talking about this. So it was a sharp silhouette of a shadow standing there outside the window and I'm thinking to myself, that has to be the trees. It just has to be coincidence. So anyways, next day, don't really think about it. I turn on the TV because whenever the TV light was on, I, I, I wouldn't, the shadow silhouette wouldn't be obvious. I wouldn't see it. To me, it was like, oh, I just, it's not obvious. It's right? almost like turning on the light in a room. Yeah, but it, w- it was gone. But you could still see the, the trees waving, right? But just the silhouette is gone. Well, anyways, during the day, don't think about it. During the day, maybe a couple days later, whatever. Maybe it's a week, month later. Who the fuck knows? But the fact is, during the day, now I'm on the main level, and I'm for some reason on the main level. It seems like it happens to me once a week, at least for the first few months that we lived there. Um, I'd be turning like to go in a different direction on the floor, and when I would turn out of the periphery of my eye. Real quick, I would see a shadow cross the outside of the window, but I would specifically be able to recognize the brim hat the brimmed hat uh-huh. and it would be a side profile and it would cross the window real quick <sighs> i'm getting goosebumps thinking about that but that was like it was always one of those deals that would happen during the day though and these windows are also 20 feet off the ground and <sighs> it's specific you know what i'm saying yeah. like it's it's like that I might have even, I think the one time I specifically remember, like this is before I had even registered that it was like the same silhouette in my bedroom downstairs. You know what I'm saying? So, but I remember the wide brim hat, wide brim hat. And for some reason, because I'd had these paranormal experiences as a child about 10 years prior to this, I was thought, I just thought to myself, like nobody ever believed me when I would talk about this shit as a kid. Why would I, be, why, why would I have to, what reason would I have to believe that anybody would believe me about this shit? Especially if I'm the only one seeing it in this fucking house. And so I just always had the feeling that if I told someone about it or tried to show someone this thing, 
it would not be there. Kind of like you do a magic trick for the first time. You're, you've been practicing, you show your parents and you fucking mess up. Yeah. You know, it was one of those deals, you know, the same. And I, I thought to myself, it's going to be like that. The moment I try to show someone or tell someone, it's not going to be there. Um, so anyways, you know, I had my first kiss in this bedroom. Um, I mean, I was in that bedroom for years and specifically every night, as soon as all the lights were off, if you would see the silhouette, but the, if the TV was on, if it was just even a little bit of light in there, you wouldn't see it. What's interesting is about the hat man documentary. Every picture of the hat man in the hat man documentary is verbatim, the same exact shadow to the proportion and the size and the detail, not like a interpretation of what people saw. It, it, it was exact what is in repeated in this documentary. Mm -hmm. And in the documentary, it's everybody seeing the same thing and everybody also said, and this is a detail I learned from the documentary, they said it's almost like it's affected by electrical signals because if there's any electric electric things on in the room, it won't be Up there. Here. It's the moment that there's no electricity coming into the room. That's an interesting, so it's almost like, I don't know, just like the electricity fucks with its appearance. Or ability to ability to appear cross into this realm, whatever or you want to call it. Yeah. So, anyways, long story short, you know, several years later, I finally decide. You know, I've verified this night after night after night for years. Usually sleeping with the the TV on, so I don't have mm -hmm. to worry about it while I'm asleep. Um, and here's the other crazy part. Sometimes I would wake up and turn off the TV in the middle of the night. And I, I don't ever remember seeing it after I would turn off the TV. If it, if I had gone to sleep and it was like hours later, you know what I'm saying? Like mornings coming up, you know? So it had at, in your bedroom specifically, it had like it's time almost to show itself. Like, like it would show itself when I was going to bed, <clears throat> you know, mm -hmm. almost for the purpose of scaring me. I, who, who knows what the fucking motive was, what the purpose was. Well, anyways, I hadn't thought about this for, for years, right? The only reason I thought about it recently, especially since I started the podcast, is because I literally saw it on Amazon Prime and it gave me goosebumps instantly. I started watching this thing and five minutes into it, I had to turn it off because it made the hair on the back of my neck stand up. I didn't realize this was something other people had experienced. It was just something that happened to me when I was in high school that I'd never honestly really told anybody about, never really stood out to me because I would question my own did this really happen to me, you know? Um, and so the long story short, senior year of high school, Bobby's here uh, at the house. And I said, you know what? Let me just fucking test my theory if it's going to not sh appear if I show it to someone else. So anyways, it's during the day. Bobby's down on the dock. And I think to myself, today's the day. I'm going to tell Bobby and see what happens. Um, and so it was during the day. And I remember I went into my bedroom, all the lights were off and the shadows of the trees were still there. So it's still dark enough in the room. I turn off the lights and sure enough, I fucking see the shadow thing like I'd been seeing every day. It's still there even though it's during the day. So I'm like, okay, you're there. I'm going to go. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go tell someone. <laughs> turn off the lights is there. I go downstairs to the dock. Tell Bobby, say, hey, Bobby, I got to tell you something crazy. You're not going to believe me, but I want to show it to you. He says, okay, show it to me. After I tell him about it, it's kind of a crazy story. It's exactly what I told you, right? We go upstairs, turn off the lights. Sure enough, 
It's not there. In fact, it's like shadows are missing. Now it's only fucking trees waving in the back, and I haven't seen it since. Now, see, that was what fucking the, made the I noise. It was the fridge, you I know? Heard that. <laughs> I was, for a second, I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right after I say I haven't seen it since. Well, uh, I meet Danny and Clark. I start hanging out with him in the last year because Clark moves here. He moves in with his girlfriend and I hang out with Clark. I hang out with Danny. I'd never met Danny until this last year. Danny tells me, because I ask her, I'm talking about paranormal stuff. I think we had already had a podcast by then. And I tell her about like, you know, yeah, I've seen some paranormal stuff. I've seen some crazy stuff. But have you ever experienced anything like that? And she goes, oh yeah, I've seen a ghost. And I say, oh really? Tell me about it. She goes, well, yeah, like it, I, I used to see it. It would like be a shadow that would cross the hallway in my house and I'd see it like out of the corner of my eye. My mom would also see it. Sometimes I'd see it in my bedroom. It had like this top hat and you know, my mom even had sex with it. Like it raped her, it physically assaulted her. I was like, what? And I was just, it was such a crazy story to me that I thought, oh, top hat, interesting. But I didn't think, I, when I see top hat, I picture like Abe Lincoln top hat, you know? Um, that's what I was picturing the first time. Mm -hmm. Well, anyways, months after, uh, this conversation where she told me about this, maybe two or three months ago, I DM her, um, after we all hung out as a group and I was just like, Hey, just out of curiosity, like, is this the picture? Or I sent her a picture, uh, of like the hat man from the hat man documentary, which is detail by detail, the exact same thing I saw. And I just shot in the dark. DM her the picture. It just has a curiosity. Is this what you saw at your house? Her response. Oh my God. Yes. That's exactly it. Like verbatim. Exactly it. The same shape and everything. Like, bro, like, are you kidding me? So now this is another corroborated story of the same experience. And now not only am I knowing that I'm not crazy. Now I know that the documentary wasn't fake. You know what I'm saying? Because Danny saw the exact same thing. And her mom even saw it and her mom got raped by it. And going back to your question about like, do I think uh, we were talking about dimensions and shit? Yeah. I don't even think this was a ghost. I don't think it was a demon. I think it was an interdimensional being, which is a fucking crazy thing to think about. Why? So like what specifically brought you to like outside of the paranormal and more like to the interdimensional being, I guess. Well, you could argue that interdimensional is paranormal it is paranormal yeah right because it's outside of our normal but what is normal normal is just our frame of experience you know what i'm saying yeah because i feel like whenever they show the hat man it, it's always it always feels like almost like a demonic like you know they make it seem like almost like a demonic presence mm. like spiritual i believe that what people interpret to be sometimes spiritual experiences can really be logical experiences that we don't currently know how to explain. Um, so here's what I mean. The more I've looked into the UFO phenomenon, the more I start to believe that it could be completely rational that the Bible is 100% true, but it was written from the frame of reference who's someone who's trying to describe flying machines and beings from the sky and calling them angels when in reality it could have been an intelligent civilization you know mm. and there's you know story after story in the bible that if you looked at it through that frame of lenses that frame of reference you, you start to see the bible in a very different way 
And I'm not saying that the Bible is all aliens. I'm not implying that at all. To this day, I still pray because I grew up religious, you know? And I've experienced stuff to where I I don't believe those are aliens. And if they're not aliens, it's got to be something else, right? So I don't claim to know any of the truth, but I do fully 100% believe there is something else out there, whether it's aliens or interdimensional beings or ghosts or demons or angels. Whatever it is, it's probably all of the above. You know what I'm saying? But I believe that people who have seen that kind of stuff probably don't know how to explain it. And so they take it as a spiritual experience, you know? Mm. So the reason why I say that is like people who have reported seeing the hat man feel they all report this sense of dread and gloom and like anger or fear, not even anger, but just fear. And I almost believe that could be just an internal DNA human response Reaction. to something we genuinely don't know what's happening it's like the f- the flight or fight response essentially yeah like like for imagine a deer like you would think a deer is not going to stand there and get hit by a car but as soon as it sees headlights and it doesn't know it's what headlights like, are what the fuck and i'm sure it feels the fear of just like what the fuck is going on right it's so outside of the deer's frame of reference that he freezes in fear he can't fight or flight he just freezes that's interesting and have you had any experiences aside from like obviously the the refrigerator have you had like anything crazy or no but um (laughs) danny told me that she tried to for some reason the other night when we moved in you know uh they came over and visited they brought some drinks and we were sitting at this table drinking and she she brought up the hat man (laughs) why did she have to bring up the hat man i hadn't thought about it in months and, uh, that night I woke up in the middle of the night cause I really had to pee. Um, and I didn't see anything. I didn't experience anything, but having the lights off when I was trying to go back to bed and then remembering my conversation with Danny, where she brought it up, made me just like really afraid and just jumpy. You know what I'm saying? Like you were just like, let me get back into safety under my covers. Especially when you hear the, the mini fridge out here creaking and, uh, it sounds real sketch. Um, so I haven't experienced anything, but I've been, it's been on my mind because I don't know. And, and, uh, well, and the thing that Danny said the other night was, um, when she turned on the documentary to watch it, she could only watch the first five minutes because it made the hair on her, the back of her neck stand up and she got goosebumps watching it. And I was like, dude, same, like same. I had to go back and finish it at a later date once I had overcome the mind-blowing realization that what i saw was not something i made up in my head yeah that's that's crazy i feel like dude as of late honestly one of the weirdest things we're experienced that i i have had is i've been dreaming a lot about like just like and they're very vivid dreams about like just demons which is really weird like possessions why I don't know, maybe just because I watched the Conjuring movies. <laughs> That'll do it. Yeah, no, it's so weird because it's like, well, I, I almost had like a, um, not sleep paralysis, but almost in like that state where it definitely felt real, like lucid dreaming mm. because like I was like laying on my side and then my dogs were here and then all of a sudden, like I just kept felt like I felt like as if someone was tugging me, like just over, like just kept tugging me and tugging me and it felt so real. And then the next thing I know, I, I hear like, like someone walking in my living room when there's no one, my girlfriend was at work and then I go out and then like, uh, and this is all in like the lucid state to where like the, 
the cabinets of my drawers, like um, in the kitchen, they just like swing open. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And it just scares me. And then the other one was more. That was a dream though, right? Yeah, that was a dream. Okay. And then the next dream was really weird where like my family, it was in my home and like my cousin got possessed and we were trying to keep her out. And it was, have you ever heard of the, the demon Zozo? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like something like that. And it was like, got the concept of like, if you know its name, you have power over it from the conjuring. Mm. That's why I think I, I've just like been watching the conjuring movies. So it's just been fun <laughs> with me. Yeah. But but yeah, like there was like a, a cross, but it was like split up into four pieces and I had to like collect all of it to like protect myself and my family. And then it's like, like an escape room. <laughs> yeah, almost like that. And then like my dog was not my dog. It was like a demon. Like, you know how turtles have like their when they their mouth is a bunch of like spike spiky teeth. Yeah, it was like that. And then like it like killed my mom. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? But it felt so real in the time. And I was just like, I don't know what the fuck. The Conjures movies just fucked me up. Yeah, man, dreams, they're interesting. I've had a lot of, I mean, who hasn't had their fair share of nightmares? I don't know. I feel like I enjoy my dreams as of late because they're very adventurous to to mm. a degree somewhat similar to that, but not like de- demonic, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sometimes it's like, I'm just, I don't know. I feel like some of my funnest dreams, which are my most common are just like, I'm trying to accomplish something or I'm trying to get somewhere and I'm surrounded by a bunch of people and my friends and I'm walking through all these dope homes with this dope architecture and it's just like, I don't know, like an interesting journey. And then I wake up and I'm like, oh, that was a cool adventure. And then I forget the whole thing and all the details, you know? Yeah. You just kind of go through it, but then you just know you had fun. Yeah. I've always, I've always had this dream and I don't, I, I want to create it somehow in the real world when I get uh, enough money to build a house like this, but uh, I, you could almost say like this is like a subconscious motivation that's like only in my dreams that only I know about. Which is like sometimes, like I said, I'll, I'll be walking home through homes with like dope architecture, and I just love like going through homes and like looking at homes on Zillow because I I like I like intriguing architecture. Mm-hmm. Um, and and one of the things that I really like is like hidden corridors like in my dream there's always like a hidden corridor in the house that it's not like a a moving bookshelf like that's cheesy but it's like you have to know what turns to take to get to to this room you know Mm, what i'm saying yeah um or it could just be like maybe you push a button and like a like a a hallway changes real quick and you can walk in there and you go in and it's like the dopest fucking hangout spot ever you know that's like like a dream (laughs) Oh, uh, to have like like hidden doors or like a man cave or some shit like. But behind. it's not just like a room. It's not. It's not a hidden room. It's like a. It's like a section. You know what I'm saying? Oh, so it's like a part of like the architecture. Like it just goes with it. Yeah, or something like that. Like think a loft, but like in the middle. <laughs> it's a mm. loft in the middle that you have to know how to find. That'd be interesting. That's a big ass house. I don't know how to even create that. I don't even know what three three D architecturally that would look like. But in my dreams, those are I always love having a dream like that. You know? Yeah, you should create it in the most high tech uh, home simulator, The Sims. <laughs> yeah. So let me like ten x my business real quick. Put some money aside, invest in some real estate, and then just build this fucking house. Yeah. Exactly. And then whoever moves in next will be haunted by the shadow man. 
Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, have you seen the Winchester house? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't want it to be the Winchester house. <laughs> I wonder if that's real though. I know it's in the Bay Area. I've never gone, but is it really? It's uh, yeah, they have tours and stuff. Mm. But you definitely need the tour guide just because like you'll get lost. Really? Yeah. Uh, apparently, it's like that confusing. Damn. And then they do for Halloween. They do like the night, the night um, tours, mm. shit like that. I wonder how many of those, like some of those places that TFIL has been going to. Like one of the places was like um, a jail. Like, uh, I think it might have been Alcatraz. I don't know. It was, it was one of those, like, high-security jails. Mm-hmm. And their tour guide, the stories about some of the ghost stories there was blowing my mind. But I wonder how often shit like that happens. Like, apparently, people will be on a tour, and they'll run into a tour guide who will say, yeah, just follow me. And then the they'll, like, walk and be following this fucking person. And then they turn around for a second, and the person's disappeared. Or they'll be following the person and then he just walks through a fucking wall. What the fuck? Can you imagine paying for a tour of a haunted place and then experiencing that? <laughs> Had you'd get your money's worth. For real, <laughs> bro. <for> sure. <laughs> Dude, yeah. that'd, that'd be fun. But at the same time, scary. Like, just like, I don't know. How, how do you even react to like something like that other than just like, to me, I would just probably be like speechless and just be like, damn, that just happened. Yeah. I don't know, man. Paranormal. <laughs> it well, good luck sleeping tonight. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. I'm probably gonna be up all night just editing this podcast so I don't have to go to sleep now. <laughs> just waiting for Kate to get back. I'm curious to see what I'm sure I'm curious to hear what Danny's mom thought about the Hatman documentary. Cause I, I know Danny said she wanted to get her mom to watch it because she was raped by the damn thing. <sighs> I want to know that. Re- I almost want to see that reaction. Have her on the podcast. <laughs> have her mom on the podcast, bro. Yeah. That would be a, that'd be her and Danny, and just having her on the podcast. That'd be pretty dope. Yo, that yo. Would be what dope. if you just like dedicated uh like certain certain episodes to just that to where like there's just like meeting with people who have experienced stuff like that. You sit down, have a conversation. It's not necessarily like big names, but I feel like that'd be so cool and just like, I don't know, yeah. a different vibe for sure. Yeah. I mean, I haven't done a whole lot of research onto the hat man from the few Google searches I did after watching the documentary. I mean, the most, the things that you see pop up are about the documentary, but other than that, I wasn't seeing a whole lot of reported experiences with it. And I wonder if it, if it's because a lot of people see it, remember it, and then think to themselves like I did, it must I must have just been making it up. Imagination. Like even to this day, like I look back and I I I can see like I have a visual memory. I wouldn't say photographic memory because I can't look at a a page once for half a second and remember every word on the page, but I've I'm a visual person, so I everything I in my head I try to put into a picture of some sort. Um, and picturing it, I can see the shadow, Mm -hmm. but in my memory, I can also feel like, is that just my memory making that up? And I think what adds significance is 10 years later, 20, 12 years later, I see this fucking documentary and it's verbatim what I thought I saw. That's such a good disguise though. If you think about it, just a shadow, like (laughs) that fits so well, just because you tell that to someone, what are they going to think? Here's why I think it's interdimensional. 
I had this realization the other night because it's hard to conceptualize what a dimension is, but if you're into physics, you can conceptualize it, but not a lot of people who haven't studied it can conceptualize it. And what, what I've commonly heard uh, as like a good analogy to think of like dimensions is mm-hmm. like if I took a cube, which is a three-dimensional thing, and I shine this light onto the cube, what happens down here? The shadow. But if the cube is in three dimensions, how many dimensions is the shadow in? It's just in two, right? It's in two dimensions. So the our dimension is a reflection, like a shadow, of the dimension above us. So in physics, when we talk about other dimensions, we actually know what the third dimension and the fourth dimension and the fifth dimension, we know the shapes of these dimensions because if you can go in with that concept, you just work your way backwards. And there's that you can actually find out what the shape of a four-dimensional thing looks like. It looks like a cube inside of a cube with like lines connecting the corners of the cubes. Um, And I think someone drew that on like a Marvel movie recently. (laughs) Um, I saw a movie where they drew it. Anyways, but it's like you think about you work your way backwards. So I believe personally, and I'm just drawing conclusions here from the limited knowledge of physics and dimensions and paranormal activity that I know, which is I believe it's a shadow because that's our way to see the reflection of the another dimension onto this dimension. And maybe the electrical signals from our dimension interfere with the ability for that to physically manifest itself into this dimension and maybe the hat and the trench coat are no more than tools to get them to access this dimension because whatever raped Danny's mom which was a hat shadow figure hatted shadow figure that looked exactly the same arguably with if this line of logic is even partially true could have been a different being than the one that I saw and the one that Danny saw, hypothetically. Mm, if if you play off that, the, that their hat and their coat is what they use to is their vehicle in it's a sense. Their vehicle, it's like their cell phone. It's it's a tool. It's like it's like the the phone booth for Doctor Who. Damn, that's I never thought about it like that because then that means like that's not necessarily how they look like in their dimension. Yeah. And it also makes me wonder what the fuck does it look like? Like if, if, if I was in the, the, this other dimension, what would I look like? Would I even be able to conceptualize what they even fucking look like? Are they actual just living beings like us, but just in a different plane of existence? All questions. Yeah. No answers. I don't know, but I feel like, I've I've always I've always been against like hearing like people like UFO investigators or Bigfoot fucking researchers. I personally don't even believe in Bigfoot. Um but I've you hear these people and you hear them talking about like they just want to make this a legitimate science and people need to research this and you think to yourself why there's a bunch of crazy UFO nuts out there. Like there's some people who are legit into UFOs and there's a lot of legit UFO evidence, but there's also a lot of crazy people out there. Take it to the extreme. And to think that someone like, how do you differentiate between real science and just nutty science? You know what I'm saying? 
And so I think that's probably why a lot of this stuff isn't taken seriously because it's not like people have anything inherently against researching the unknown, but for it to follow what the, the scientific method that people, that real scientists practice, it has to be something that's repeatable in a controlled lab experiment or environment, right? So unless you can figure out a way to produce a shadow figure on command, it's hard to study it. You know what I'm saying? It that so technically it's still on like the more crazy extreme side, is what yeah, you're saying? Okay, so let's say you go to a scientist, and this scientist says, "I believe you. I want to research this." Where do we start? Well, <laughs> logically, you'd probably start by going to the place where it happened, right? <laughs> but that doesn't guarantee you're ever going to see this thing, and you might never see it. So really. How are you scientifically exploring this? How are you studying it? You can't study it. Unless maybe you go in there, probably the first thing you do is you probably take some readings. You probably take the magnetic readings, electromagnetism. You probably study if there's any ley lines or things like that on there. But other than that, even if it does find, you find some coincidences, that's not, that's not lab evidence. That's not a lab result. You that's know? not like hard, cold proof. It's not a result of an experiment. An experiment is, the scientific method needs a, an experiment set up. An experiment, an experiment needs to have a hypothesis of what you think would happen and a result of something that happened. Mm-hmm. And in this, in this example, you can't conduct the experiment until you can produce a shadow figure with a hat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And unless you have that, you can't, you can't experiment on it. You can't study it. You can only study the experiences that people claim to have had, which is why it's like, how can you really study this? Now, where, what I am interested in is a guest that we have been in talks with that we want to have come on who is a researcher of portal events, quote unquote. Portal events is something that does intrigue me, and I think that could be where the entry point into being able to draw some conclusions on some of this stuff might come from because that might actually be a, a legitimate field of science, scientific study. The portal. Portals, wormholes, things like that. That's legitimate science. What is not legitimate science is someone saw something one time and who knows if it was actually that. Yeah. So, I don't know. I just, I literally just saw a light flicker, heard a noise that Milo looked at and heard a flicker in my headphone. So I'm kind of freaked out. I, right I heard that too. So uh, on that note, um, we're going to turn on some lights. Hope you guys enjoyed this one. Did a little bit of a paranormal one. What did you guys think? Do you guys enjoy when we talk about paranormal stuff? Do you enjoy when we talk about UFOs? If so, we might just keep doing it. So let us know in the comments below. And if you're not already subscribed, if you don't already follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, make sure you hit that follow button. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. And honestly, if you enjoyed this, if you found it entertaining at all, um, send it to a friend, right? And another thing I would can, you know, suggest is if you listen to the podcast, we also have a clips channel where you can consume some of the highlights of these 
longer form podcasts. Um, and when we have like uh, a guest who's not like a regular friend, we'll tend to go longer. Me and Chris, because we're kind of like the regular, I guess you could say hosts of this podcast. Um, and he literally works for me. So he's kind of forced to be on the podcast, <laughs> right? Uh, you could, you could, you know, these, these probably won't always go for two hours or three hours, but some of those intriguing guests, like the one with the portal events that could probably go, <laughs> that could potentially go for that long. Um, but you know, moral of the story is there's a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to. Um, and I, I could talk about this shit for days. So I think that that's follow a good button. Yeah. Hit that subscribe button. Peace out.